You know what a really bad day yesterday? Everybody in the left-wing media and most of the Democrats. You know what a really great day? Donald John Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. What's up? This is Mark Hay Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for being here, folks. We really, I really appreciate you downloading this show. I don't know if I've said that enough. And uh, some of you have been leaving. You leave you leave messages on the on the review section on, on Spotify and on uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play, all of that. And, uh, and that really helps us. I appreciate that. Um, very much. Also, yesterday, people were, you guys were just so excited to get your free Trump bumper stickers, especially after watching Donald Trump walk into the DA's office, watching him uh, walk into the, really, the criminal court building and start, um, you know, go through the process of getting getting uh, processed and then, you know, walked in to the courtroom for his for his arraignment and all that after this ridiculous indictment. Anyway, uh, if you still want them, we still got them. Team Free Trump. TeamFreeTrump.com is where you go. Go to TeamFreeTrump.com, spelled just the way it sounds, and we'll send you that bumper sticker ASAP. I think we ran out, but we ordered more, so it probably won't go in the mail till, well, give us like two days to send it, but it'll get to you. Uh, you could also order uh, more than one. There's there's multiple op- opportunities for you to order a bunch. TeamFreeTrump.com. So let's talk about yesterday because, man, it was a horrible day for the Democrats. It was a horrible day for the liberal news media. Man, it was a horrible day for CNN and specifically Anderson Cooper. Because imagine living almost a decade of your life anticipating a day. You know, maybe it's the day you graduate college or maybe it's your wedding day or meeting the person of your dreams. You know, maybe it's maybe it's the day you finally get to sign the, uh, you know, the, the papers to purchase your first home. Maybe you wanted a Lamborghini or a Rolex, and after years of hard work building your business, you finally got it. Maybe you've been looking forward to retirement for a decade, and finally you built up your nest egg, and you got your pension, and you put in your hours, and you can comfortably retire and buy an RV and drive around the country uh, like Neil Bortz. Whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is your dream is, imagine if the day comes and your dream finally comes true, and it's horrible for you. And it's not at all what you expected. And you don't have the glee. You don't have the celebration. Imagine if you finally get married and on your wedding night, much much like in succession, your husband or your wife comes to you and says, hey, now that we're married, I think I should tell you, I'd like to have an open marriage. Or imagine you retire and you go to buy that RV and all of a sudden you get an, you get an email from the IRS that says, by the way, you owe $400,000 in back taxes. Uh, we're garnishing your social security. Imagine if you finally uh, buy that Rolex and when you walk out of the store, you, uh, you get robbed and the, and the Rolex slides right out. The guy takes it right off your wrist and runs away. That's exactly what happened with CNN, Anderson Cooper, and the most of the most of the Democrats yesterday? They had their they had their brand new Rolex stolen. They walked in, they plunked down fifty grand for that Datejust or that Daytona or whatever it was. They put it on their wrist. They walked out in the parking lot, and Donald Trump walked up with a gun and said, "Give me a watch." And they took it off the wrist, and they were just what the best, happiest, most anticipated day of their lives became. Eh, really. Really not at all what they expected, and in a lot of cases, a lot worse. Take, for example, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper was, like most of the political pundits, really struggling for something to do, something to say, something to talk about. And the problem with, the problem with this kind of live, uh, you know, elongated coverage, when you have Donald Trump driving from Trump Tower all the way downtown, and you're just 
and you're just randomly watching it on television, the problem with that is that you've got to talk about it. You've got to come up with something to say. You've got to come up with something that you have to discuss. When you're staring at a door in the courtroom and you're waiting for Donald Trump to walk out of that door and go in for the arraignment, and then you're waiting another 45 minutes for Donald Trump to come out of the door, you've got to fill all that time because they don't cut away to commercial. It's all wall-to-wall coverage, they call it. And the problem with wall-to-wall coverage is a lot of these people that are supposed to do the wall-to-wall coverage, they're not qualified. They don't know what to say. And so they just make up dumb stuff. Uh, For example, CNN's Anderson uh, Cooper and Alyssa Farah, whatever her name is, she's the one from The View, the so-called conservative who also broadcasts on CNN, their biggest takeaway from the Donald Trump indictment was that Donald Trump, get this, had to open his own door. Listen. As he entered the hall, the 15th floor, he didn't even have somebody holding the door open for him. I don't know if you noticed, and we could could replay that video at some point of him uh, making an appearance on the hall. There's a court officer, I believe, who enters before him, doesn't hold the door open for him. And the former president actually has to push the door open for himself, which is probably the first time he's had to do that in quite some time. Yeah. That alone, knowing Donald Trump will stick with him in, in, in a way, just a symbolic way of noticing that the difference, the lack of pomp and circumstance, the lack of sort of, you know, service being provided for him. Um, just that moment, that could have been a stark one that stands out to him. OK, so while Donald Trump. The 45th president of the United States is getting arrested in a historic moment. Uh, Instead of talking about the bogus charges against him, instead of talking about the weak ass case that this this, uh, Democrat operative, AKA district attorney Alvin Bragg has put together instead of the fact that they, you know, and it's clear as a bell to everybody. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. It's clear as a bell to everybody that's watching that this is, this is uh, uh, political interference. This is election interference in the highest regard. This is a, coordinated effort by the Democrat Party nationally uh, in Washington, D.C., in New York, and let's be honest, also in Georgia, because that's coming down the pike too, to try to interfere with an election once again. They're trying to interfere with Donald Trump's candidacy. And while all this is going on, the most important thing that Anderson Cooper and Alyssa Farah can talk about is how Donald Trump had to open his own door. (gasps) Look at that. Donald Trump's walking into the courtroom and all they notice is that the bailiff before him didn't hold the door open and that Donald Trump for the first time in his life probably had to open his own door for that's ridiculous. First of all, I mean, that's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard Anderson Cooper say. And this is a guy who said that Tucker Carlson would pee himself at January 6th. Anderson Cooper uh, was uh, hosted a town hall meeting with Joe Biden, where Joe Biden made yelled out gay, gay, gay bathhouses. I mean, This guy is not a serious journalist. He's not a serious news person. And these uh, this comment yesterday about the door proves it. And then, of course, Alyssa Farah Green, who worked for Donald Trump, I think, for like seven minutes. She worked for Donald Trump for like seven minutes before she uh, pulled her parachute and, um, you know, signed on the dotted line with The View and CNN and tried to cash in on her very little experience in the Oval Office in the Trump administration. This woman's like, you know, knowing what I know about him and his personality, that's going to stick with him a long time. Really? You think that's what's going to stick with Donald Trump? Really? We're supposed to take you serious as a journalist, as an as a Donald Trump insider, when this man For the first time in history, a former president, and that former president happens to be Donald Trump, is being perp walked into a a courtroom where he has to hear 34 ridiculously stupid, weak ass, made up, trumped up charges, pun totally intended, 
Uh, he has to plead not guilty. He has to listen to this judge berate him for his social media posts. And he has to do all of this with a stoic grin. Then he has to go back home, give a speech, and continue to run for president while there's three other massive investigations that could lead to jail time looming over his head. And you think the biggest thing on his mind, the thing that's really going to stick with him, is that nobody held the door open for him. I don't, I don't, again, I mean, I should have been, I should have been a journalist, but uh, I'm just not, I'm just not dumb enough. Um, anyway, so that was what was going on on over on CNN. Uh, there's some other clips. Van Jones said something about him being a sad old grandpa, which I don't, I, I thought Van Jones was going to cry again. I'll be honest with you. We'll play some of those during the show today later on. But the interesting thing about this and the way we know that this is election interference is um, there's a couple things. First of all, first of all, Oh, by the way, before I get to the election interference thing, the media, holy cow, the, even the Washington Post, the Washington, I have to read you this article. The Washington Post wrote on historic day, news media scrambled to find something to show us. And that's true. The news media made you believe that this was going to be January 6, 2.0. The news media and Mayor Adams and everybody else, they, were, they wanted you to think that this was going to be escape from New York. They were planning. They were, they were begging. They were praying. They were down on their knees hoping to God, some Trump supporters, for some proud boys, some white supremacist domestic terrorists would roll into to New York City and start scaling you know, the courthouse building like they did at the Capitol. They were hoping that the QAnon shaman, which I believe is probably one of the reasons they let him out of prison. I mean, it wasn't just the it wasn't just the the backstage footage of the police, you know, helping him get to the Senate floor that um, that really that was that helped to release. Uh, what's the name? Chambly. But I really believe they were hoping, you know what, if we release the QAnon shaman, maybe we can get him back up to New York City and we can pretend that this is going to be even worse than January 4th. And it wasn't. There was very little stuff to show. There was the MAGA mama who rolled around on the flag, which she's my new fave. She's my, I don't know if you saw, we talked about this a little bit on the program, but yesterday morning there were, there was a park where they put all the protesters and you had pro Donald Trump protesters on one side with Marjorie Taylor Greene and the anti-Trump protesters on the other side with, well, you know, all the crazy lunatics in New York City. And they had a big flag that said Trump lies all the time or all Trump says is lie. I'm paraphrasing. But basically, it was like Trump lies and it was a massive big black flag and they laid it out on the ground and they were holding it up for everyone to see. And this woman in like a jean jacket and a skirt and a MAGA hat holding her her little bag her little Louis Vuitton bag or whatever, just rolls up to the flag and picks it up, falls on the corner, starts grabbing it, rolling it up like it's trash. And these supporters just I mean, it was it was really it was my favorite of all the kerfuffles. And then, of course, the supporters come up and get in her face and they start yelling at her and she starts yelling back. And one of the things she says to the liberals is she says, I have covid. Seriously, I have covid <laughs> because we know we know that's not nothing is scarier. Nothing is scarier to a liberal than an unmasked Trump supporter with covid. And I'm shocked that they, they didn't. I guess maybe they didn't believe her. But that's that to me is I remember back in the 80s when the AIDS epidemic was just I mean, we were just learning about AIDS and nobody really knew what was going on with AIDS and AIDS was the big scary thing and you couldn't use a public toilet. Um, you know, you had to hover over the seat and somebody started saying, lay paper towel down because you're going to get AIDS. AIDS is going to kill you. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. It was everywhere. And there were reports, uh, get this, of people walking into convenience stores and liquor stores and I think even a bank and they had 
they had hypodermic needles and they would point the needle at the teller or at the cash uh, cashier and say, I just, I just pricked myself with this needle and I have AIDS. And that to the person, the cashier, whatever, because we were led to believe AIDS was such a terrible, horrible disease, it would kill you instantly. That was enough to get the cashier's attention because they didn't want to get pricked with the AIDS needle. So they would give up the, the money or the liquor or whatever, or the cigarettes, whatever it was they were trying to steal. And that was the way you didn't need a gun. You didn't need a gun or a knife or anything or a bomb. You just walked in with a needle and said, I, I have AIDS and I just pulled this out of my arm and people would give you whatever they want to me. And to the current uh, Democrats, that's how COVID is. That's what MAGA mama, as they're calling her uh, in the uh, media, that's what MAGA mama uh, believes the liberals do with COVID, which they probably do. If you're, if you're wearing a MAGA hat, which they hate, number one, and you say, I have COVID, they'll stay away from you. They'll be, you can, you, those liberals will flee because the two things they are scared of are MAGA conservatives and COVID. And if you put the two together, holy cow, that's a deadly combination. That's where the real power lies. Anywho, um, so the media was struck, but they couldn't find anything else. There were no, there were no uh, riots. Nobody burst into the, the courtroom. Nobody, nobody, uh, you know, was dressed up like the QAnon shaman. Nobody had zip ties, which is always the big thing they like to talk about. It was pretty, it was pretty, you know, basic. There were protesters, but nothing really happened. And the media, uh, to much to, you know, much to the shock and awe of the Washington Post as well, were um they were a little perturbed by that they wanted they were there were hundreds there were in fact at times in in certain places there were more um media personalities or media people cameramen and audio recorders and whatever there were more media people around than there were protesters in many different segments of of the area where donald trump was and that was disappointing to the media but the reason we know that this is election interference at its finest and the reason we know that Alvin Bragg is not trying to arrest Donald Trump at all because, I mean, the charges are ridiculous. Even hearing Alvin Bragg try to describe the charge, basically, here's the deal. Donald Trump's 34 counts that he's been charged with, he's been indicted with, were falsifying business records, meaning writing a check to Michael Cohen or getting a receipt from Michael Cohen for legal services that they're, they're alleging never happened. It was all just, uh, you know, repaying hush money. He's saying that those 34 counts the only reason they're illegal in the state of New York is because they were used to cover up an even bigger, even worse, even more dastardly crime by Donald Trump of election interference. But Donald Trump's not being charged with election interference. Donald Trump's not being charged with the big dastardly crime. Basically, what happens is if you do something horrible like, hey, I killed somebody. And then I did all these little crimes to cover it up. I paid off this person. I paid off that person. I, you know, I beat up a witness, all that kind of stuff. Those little crimes are crimes because you committed the murder. And typically you charge somebody with murder and then you throw on all the other stuff. There's no murder here. They're not charging Donald Trump with the main crime. They're just trying to charge him with the ancillary crimes. It's like when you go buy a car, right? You buy the car. And then they try to sell you floor mats and undercoating and roadside assistance and blah, blah, blah. And you could walk away with all that other crap, which by the way, you should never buy. It's all a scam. But you could walk away with that other crap. What Alvin Bragg is doing is he's trying to sell everybody in the court. He's trying to sell the judge. He's trying to sell the jury. He's trying to sell the American people, the undercoating and the floor mats and the, and the low jack and the roadside assistance. But he's not even selling you the car. And it's all worthless 
without a car. You don't need undercoating on a car that you didn't buy. You don't need roadside assistance for a car that doesn't exist. And, and this is why, uh, this is why everybody's so upset on the left because there was no smoking gun. There's no crime. Once again, I mean, I'm, they're upset, but you think by now they'd be used to it. I mean, every time they think they have Donald Trump wrapped up, every time they think there's a smoking gun, there ain't. Uh, I mean, the only thing, the only thing smoking is the fumes coming out of Rachel Maddow's face. Um, but anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. So the reason this is election interference is because at the end of this whole thing, we found out that then the next court date for Donald Trump is December the 4th. And Alvin Bragg is even going to try to push that back into January. He wants an extent. I mean, December the 4th is a long time, a long way away. It was April 4th when this happened. So you got May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That is eight months, eight months until the next hearing. The reason they wanted to do it in eight months is because the primary kicks off in January. And if Alvin Bragg, man, if he, or February rather, if he can push this back into January, he could keep Donald Trump off the campaign trail during primary season. Man, wouldn't that just be fantastic? If he can make, if he can elongate this, if he can keep it going, that he can keep Donald Trump from campaigning and winning primaries and getting that nomination. And I'm going to be honest with you. He is dead wrong. He is dead wrong. Donald Trump has eight months to campaign between now and then. And Donald Trump has his own plane. Donald Trump can fly to a campaign rally in New Hampshire and be back in New York in no time. Donald Trump can fly to a campaign rally in South Carolina or Nevada or Iowa, and he can come back and he can still make his court appearance. Or when court wraps up, he can get on his plane and he can go out then. Donald Trump has more assets and more options and more uh, power than anybody in the DA's office has to stop him. And again, if Donald Trump is at a rally and he says, vote for me tomorrow in the primary I'm sorry I got to get on a plane because DA Fat Alvin is trying to throw me in prison and they then and you we need to stop him. The only way to do it is to vote. And then he gets on a plane and goes back for a hearing. That that's gold. That's campaign gold. There it's not going to work to their advantage. Um also I believe all these charges are going to be dismissed way before then because again they're bogus. But what we've seen and what we're starting to realize is that there's no crime been committed. There's no proof of any crime being committed. And this is all just a coordinated effort by the Democrats around the country to interfere with an election. And for that reason, um, they should all be, they should all be, they should all be convicted of treason. And well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say what you do to treasonous because I don't want the FBI knocking on my door, but you know what we do to treasonists in this country. Anyway, listen, teamfreetrump.com. Now's the time to throw all your support behind the former president team freetrump.com is where you go to get your sticker. Um, we'll send it right to you. There's hats, there's t-shirts, there's all kinds of things. And this thing's not going away, folks. So you want to be make sure you're on the right team. Teamfreetrump.com. Um, quick, uh, uh, quick, real quick, make sure also that you, um, you, are, you are following or subscribe to or downloading this podcast on the daily basis. Make sure you let whatever podcast platform you're listening to know you want to listen to this podcast all the time. And if it means liking, subscribing, following, whatever, do that now, because even though it seems like it may be a dark day, even though it seems like we're getting into uncharted territory, which we are, in my humble opinion, from what I saw yesterday, from what I've uncovered by this whole DA Bragg investigation, everything that, that I'm understanding about this and everything that I'm seeing is working directly in our favor 
and against the Democrats. This is a backfire that is blowing up in their faces. And so we're, I'm optimistic, and I hope you are too. And if you're not, then you definitely need to keep listening every day because we're going to need you to be pumped and ready to go and excited to save the republic.